We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed NVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Bruto AJ coming at you as always. And we have the man, the myth, the legend, Evan Rowell, back on the show, couch and all. Uh, before we jump into today's show, we do have a DraftKings pick of the week for you. Obviously, you can still, still time. You have a couple hours to get in on the no brainer bet as long as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers cover 73 points. You will win that bet. So do that right away. But we're sticking with the same game. We're going to the other side. We're going to the Dallas Cowboys for our DraftKings pick of the week. Ezekiel, it's under, over, and rushing yards. Actually, it just went up one yard right now as I was speaking. (laughs) It was 52.5. It's now 53.5. We're taking the over. Get on it before it goes up anymore. So jump on it. Get your bets in. Go make some money on Zeke. Uh, Should be... uh, should be interesting it's officially football season so now you can put your money where your mouth is instead of uh being all talk all day about about football go earn some money with DraftKings sportsbook on that one head on over there download the DraftKings sportsbook app now uh AJ, are, are you a cowboys fan aj or you're more of a texans fan right <laughs> He's got a look at the hat. <laughs> I I know you're a Broncos fan, but you have your uh you have your Texas roots. Yeah, no, it would be the Texans. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. I I don't have to fight you now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, not a fan of any of the Dallas teams. Um, mostly because I've both been to Dallas and met people from Dallas, and that's a hard pass. Watch it. 
I was born in Plano, all right? Be careful now. Yeah, and this is the thing about Dallas is that anybody born within 100 miles of it likes to say they're from Dallas. Not from Dallas. (laughs) You guys are all a joke. (laughs) All right, well, head on over. Get the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Be sure to use code DNBR when you're signing up for a new account. You get amazing boosts, including... It's still time to get a free $200 in bets if you bet on any week one football game. So jump on that now. It must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. DraftKings is an official betting partner of the NFL. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're going to get into Anisimov. We're going to uh, get into... Some of what Evan has seen it, I guess you can call them captain's practices down at Family Sports Center today. Thank you for the super chat, Jacob. That's that's generous. The Cowboys are <laughs> far worse than the Maple Leafs, in my opinion. Uh, Cowboys have at least won somewhat also, recently. That's also true. They won in, <laughs> did they win in the 90s? I yep. think they won, they won, they won a couple 90s. in the 90s. Yeah. So yep. They've got 30 years to go to be the Maple Leafs, but... Uh, in any case, yeah, we, we do want to get into all that. First, I do want to uh, to shout out PHNX. You guys might have noticed. Um, yeah. Surprise, we expanded. <laughs> yeah, we officially the new branch of, I guess we're all city now is our official. Yeah, we found, we found another city that we wanted to steal their vowels and rebrand everybody from there. Yep. So PHNX it is. I don't know why we call ourselves all city instead of no vowels. <laughs> yeah, we could have been. Uh, I don't know. If you went with no vowels, would you have to take the vowels out of your name then? So we'd be. I'm good with that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Check them out if you're interested in any Arizona sports at all. It's the same vibe that we bring to y'all here in uh, in DNVR. So the idea the idea is to do what we did in Denver again, but in, in Phoenix. Arizona. And honestly, the uh, the team the team in place uh, down in down in Phoenix to cover the Coyotes uh, with Craig Morgan um, and Steve Peters uh, and Leah. It's a dope who, team. I swear to God, I know her from somewhere. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had that, yeah. that thing where like yeah. you you like see Recognize somebody and you're face just like and you're like, where have I seen you before? Yeah. I know this person. And uh we just we their their first episode uh of just the Coyotes Pod just yeah. aired right before ours started, and I was watching it and I was just like, I don't know where it's from, but I know her from somewhere. And obviously, um, you know, PD has been the video coach for the Coyotes for a long time uh, until now. And so that's a big get. And then Craig Morgan is like the Coyotes reporter. He's the dude who covers everything for the Coyotes there. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, that team, that team is going to be great. And their coverage is going to be awesome. And I'm really excited. Selfishly, uh, I'm really excited to hang out with them next week, dude. I'm yeah, I'm so sad that I can't go. Like, I was, I wanted to dive into footage with PD, and now I'm gonna be off by myself. Now I have to do it. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited because I'm driving down to uh, to Arizona for the rookie face off next week, and 
hopefully we'll do, you know, they, the two teams don't play, so that doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, it would be great if Arizona and Colorado actually actually in the head to head. Yeah. But that's not happening uh, because we just have to get more California, apparently. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to, to work with those guys and we'll absolutely reach out to, to, to all three of them and have them pop onto the pod at some point. And we'll do, we'll do some crossover episodes, you know, some collabs, different things. It's going to be fun. Maybe we'll drop a mixtape at some point. Yeah. It's, uh, I can't go because it's the bachelor party for a wedding that I'm the best man at. So kind of an important deal. Yeah. Valid reason. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, I was be a little busy that weekend, but I was watching their show too. It was a great show. Entertaining, yeah. but yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. And you know, I'm before we, before we get going, it's, it is really just a fascinating time portal to listen to them talk <laughs> about like rebuilding and <laughs> exactly. Well, there are, there are a couple years of guys ago here. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some guys you maybe want to build around. There's some guys you, you know, you like, like the Kellers and the Schmaltz and the Chickrens. And, you know, how do you, how do you instill a winning culture when losing has been rampant for so long? It is wild to go and listen to those and then to think about all the podcasts we used to we did through some of the darker years uh and even as far back as when i was at mile high hockey when we were doing the mhh pod and living through the rebuilds and then you know their hope is draft picks draft picks (laughs) and their hope is to be where colorado is at some point and it was it was just it was very interesting to like see those two see the their opinions on on the team and their their focus on the coverage and how it's like yeah there's an 82 game NHL season but the draft picks <laughs> and all the following of non NHL hockey that they're going to have to do this year is going to be it's going to be least, very interesting. At least 40 of those games, you might actively be rooting for the Coyotes to lose. <laughs> yeah. So. Definitely. Definitely just such a strange. It's it's interesting how the cycles of sports work. Yep. Uh, and then to, to have launched PHNX when the Coyotes are in such a familiar position for us. And then, you know, now it's like. It's funny because the abs the abs are coming off of an offseason where I think universally we would all agree they've gotten worse as <laughs> as an NHL team. Uh, certainly on day one of the season, they're worse than they were last year. Yeah. But they're still like hard, like top five in the league cup contenders by most people around the league. Yep. Um, so it's just it's interesting to hear like their optimism about all the losing that's about to happen, but because of all the picks that they've stocked up this offseason, uh, it's totally changed the trajectory of that franchise. And and you could just hear on their show, it's breathed new life into everybody, the fan base. I was hanging out in the comments with a few of our regulars, just talking Coyotes hockey, and there, there's actual excitement around a franchise that's trying to win 10 games this year. Yeah, they they finally have gone... They've done the right thing and just gone all in and said, we just need to rebuild this whole thing. Might have to uh, 
It's better than being stuck in the mushy middle, which yeah, there's you don't want to be Calgary. Exactly. It's literally the Calgary zone and has not changed for a decade. Yep. So, yeah, I agree, Brechton. From a straight up, if you're looking at who did the most to move themselves in the correct direction, I think it's probably Arizona. Yeah. It, unfortunately, that direction is losing a lot, but they went all in on it. So mm. they have eight eight picks in the first two rounds. So maybe dust off some of the uh, the old uh, emojis. Get out uh, Tank Commander, but replace it with Carter Hutton or something. But <laughs> we should definitely have Andy like dig up the old Brian Elliott tank, and yeah. we should we should just repurpose it and and give it to them. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So like, all right, here you guys go. You guys can use what what we used back in the day ten years ago when. The abs were accidentally chasing Gabe Landeskog. <laughs> should be uh, should be fun. If if for no other reason, join the PNHX Discord and and their lounge to to lament what's going to be probably a rough season for that hockey team. But yeah, that's going to be a very dis- different Discord experience than what the abs uh, yeah. the abs channel is. Yeah, that's going to be good therapy we're compared to the abs one, I think. It's a, it's, the abs channel is a lot of slap fighting over should Nathan McKinnon be projected to score 40 goals or not. Yeah. Eddie. <laughs> Called him out. Yeah. <laughs> called it's, him out it's just it's just an incredibly amusing thing that he's very passionate about and i think it's hilarious <laughs> look i'll take mckinnon not scoring 40 goals of that burkowski prediction is correct i'll tell the, you that the 62 point <laughs> prediction yeah. yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh um to grant to answer your question i don't have an answer on that yet i don't i just don't know I yep. don't know if the memberships are crossed. I mean, they should be, but um, I don't. I just don't know about the specifics on that one quite yet. I will hopefully have an answer by the end of the day. It's been a big day, though. So yeah, there's there's been it's been extremely hectic over the past week behind the scenes at this company. Let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely, there's been a there, lot of stuff going on. I think the the hope is for there to be a PHNX bar. Um, and Burkowski getting sixty, he was on sixty point paces in both of his F seasons. The only thing that Burkowski hasn't done is play in an eighty two game season with the F. Stay healthy, yeah. So yeah, Burkowski getting sixty points is awesome, and then also it's like, well, you can't pay you can't pay that guy too. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to super dig into it right now, but yeah, I think you could pay him. You deal with that bridge when you get there. I think. Yeah, you take the sixty points this year. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to it. If you have, again any interest in Arizona sports, it's not just hockey there too. It's the football, basketball, baseball, uh, and and their colleges as well. So. Two colleges that people yep. care about down there. Wildcats and Sun Devils. So um and great time for Sun Devil coverage too for the hockey program, especially yeah, because that program up, man. That is a sleeping giant of a program. There absolutely is. The Phoenix show was just talking about Dones Kid going there. So Yeah, they're 
it, much higher on on the son of Doan than I am. <laughs> son of son of Doan. Yeah. <laughs> That's very. In, it's very interesting. Um, different perceptions of <laughs> teenage hockey players. <laughs> Uh, the Artem signing feels kind of like the Val signing, and one of these days, Evan is actually going to sit on his couch. Uh, I don't think the Artem signing is anything like the yeah, Val signing. Yeah, we're going to get into Anisimov but... here in a minute. Uh, yeah. And uh, and I'm not and... sitting on this couch. <laughs> <laughs> such a such a couch hater. It's just we're a prop. St- dude, we're still waiting for the couch sticker to drop. All right? We need one. <laughs> I'm telling you, that whole sticker pack just needs to be nonsense about us <laughs> super in jokes yeah yeah then they changed it. it's not dune it's not the movie coming out it's Dune. yeah that, that's the new movie coming to theaters near you soon that's uh, that's the that's the phnx only version there you go <laughs> special phoenix edition yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right uh yeah, I mean, I definitely will definitely be doing some crossover stuff with PHNX all the time, I'm sure. Yeah. So, looking forward to it, especially now that they're in our division. So, yeah, uh, division rivals. That'll be. You can call them that. Yeah. Every, every point that Arizona uh, gets against you this year should take away from your own standings points. You should lose <laughs> points if you lose to that team. There you go. There you go. And if all it's right. a shutout, you lose three points. Ooh, you can't score. Rough. You can't that's score rough. against them. You lose all. You that's lose rough. Points. That's a rough sell right there. I guess with Carter Hutton in net, yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, we are brought to you all by Drop a Craft Coffee, the CBD infused coffee that has really changed lives. Check that out at the DNBR bar. You can get it cold brew, or you can go online. Your first purchase, you get twenty five percent off when you use code DNBR twenty five. So jump on that, and when you love it, you can get their subscription service as well. That will get you twenty percent off every single time you buy. And uh, then you can check out Green Mountain Dental Group as well. Maybe uh, maybe the coffee's browned your teeth a little bit. Green Mountain Dental Group can help with that. They'll take care of your teeth, get you looking fresh. We've had tons of people switch. And they all say it is absolutely amazing. Plus, when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush to boot to keep your teeth clean at home. So jump on it. Check out Green Mountain Dental Group just 15 minutes from Denver over in Lakewood. Um, and then, look, if you haven't uh, if you haven't signed up for a membership with DNVR yet, now's a great time to do it. Now you got to pick a side, DNVR or PHNX. So pick dnvr specifically <laughs> some, the abs some some decent uh rivalry undertones there too like the cardinals and broncos will never have anything so that's out but you have d-backs but, and rockies yeah well d-backs and rockies has always been a, a little contentious sun's nuggets is all is is very suddenly it's been meaningful. kicked up a little bit lately yeah yeah the uh sons and four guy may not be allowed back in ball arena next year yep uh and then Obviously, Coyotes and Abs are now in division together. So, enjoying enjoying the uh, possible rivalries that we could see come from this. And in hockey, it's the two corners rivalry, I guess. Basketball has three of the four corners. We need uh, we need New Mexico to step it up, AJ. We need sports teams there. Well, we've got the we've got the Isotopes, kind of. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> 
Yeah, a, I guess I guess ASUCU. Um, I college sports, college sports in Colorado are just the people who went to those schools care a lot about them. Yeah, but that's about it. So I'm, I apologize for forgetting, but we're not I went there to, yet. I went to one of those schools, and I do not care about it. So did Rudo. <laughs> yep. Kid, good for. I didn't care at all, even when I went to CSU. Yeah, I didn't either. So. Just college sports, not for me, I guess, I suppose, unless it's watching hockey prospects. But uh, Green Chili Pride, there you go. Too bad New Mexico wins that every single time. But Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Sideswipe there, bro. No, 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 no. Put that, you put that away. Anyway, now's the time. Get a DNVR membership. You can get... Our new line of shirts, the Vibes Collection, we do have a one in burgundy and blue, the the Avalanche Diehard. Highly recommend you check it out. Uh, it's very, very cool. And uh, we finally have shirts that have women's sizes. So that's good. You can get shirts that, that fit instead of the unisex. I know sometimes they don't fit super well. So go, uh, go check them out. Get yourself some awesome uh, DNVR merch and, and support us a little bit. All right, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, thank you for the super chat, Chris. Thanks for being an awesome distraction at a chaotic time in my life, friends. I appreciate you all so much. Happy to be here, man. We uh, we 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 always try to be here, you know. <laughs> Other than national holidays, five days a week, we got something for you. I I uh, tried to scan through the last six months worth of Reddit, uh, the Av subreddit last night because I couldn't yep. sleep and I don't check Reddit. And uh, I saw one of the posts was about Av's podcasts, and I'm I'm always curious how the community feels about not not just us, but all the other Av's shows because I don't sure. I don't get to listen to them regularly because I just don't really have the time to do it it's, and, it's one of those things when you're making a podcast about the abs it, yeah a lot of the time you would have to listen to a podcast about the abs. yeah and there's been like a bunch that have popped up in the last year year and a half um so i i was really i was really curious about the feedback and shout out to the one guy who said that all of the best dnvr episodes are the ones without me on them <laughs> i appreciate you um Good, good, great critical feedback for me to try and improve my game a little bit. Um, but it's like just two episodes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. Often. <laughs> it's like two episodes the last what five, six years. <laughs> yeah, there's not tons of them. Sorry to that guy. He's like, yeah. I remember those episodes. <laughs> The rest of the crowd seems to, seems to like you on the show. So well, and and it was uh, it was it was great. They were. Uh, there were a lot of DNVR fans, and, and the thing that we got the most was like rain, rain or shine. Yeah, uh, out here, these, these dudes do five five episodes per week, and that was I thought that was great. And so you saying we are present, yeah, we we show up is definitely accurate. <laughs> One of our biggest we're, selling points, I guess. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> whatever 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 you, whatever you feel about us beyond that can confirm aj rance carry the show ah uh, yeah fun fact you know he doesn't even remember them you most of the time chat yeah 
it's a it's a true we'll get we'll get done recording a show and i'll be like what happened that's what happens as we get older like what the hell was i yelling about 10 minutes ago that's yeah, true <laughs> old hockey man yells at hockey clouds uh all right so let's get into some actual as related news obviously the pto signing of artemanisimov happened the other day um good can you just run that back one more time the PTO. There you go. The PTO. Because <laughs> our comment section to to start today's pod was all was everybody just assuming that <laughs> Artemisimov is getting signed. Yeah. I don't think that's a. I wouldn't be confident in that assumption by any means. And I'm sure we'll get into the the conversation of potential fit and and how many guys the Avalanche have on their forward side. Yeah, but. We'll start with Anisimov himself. Um, look, he's not the player he used to be. I think that's just a reality. As is tradition with most PTOs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've i seen this criticism, or the not criticism, but uh, this comment about the abs and PTOs and how some of the guys don't ever play in the NHL after that. And it's like, they're PTOs. Right. <laughs> Like barely clinging to the NHL as is. The Mike Hoffman PTO last year was cap circumvention. That was gymnastics. Otherwise, the vast majority of PTOs are not players in demand. Yep. They are they are guys who are looking for one last shot to stick in the NHL. They're they're they are either older guys who have had lower end careers for the most part. And are just trying to hang on, like both of the PTOs in Jack Johnson and Artem Anisimov, or they're just fringe guys to begin with, like a Gabriel Bork back in the day or a Jack Skilly back in the day. And it's it's been it's like that's who these are. These are not like surefire, true blue quality NHL players. Otherwise, they'd be signing for guaranteed money. They would be taking contracts. Instead, they're taking PTOs and saying, hey, we'll see how this goes. We'll just see. Yep. And the one thing that both these PTOs have in common is older guys, two older guys on steep declines coming off injuries. Yep. And I think the biggest thing is it's obvious the Avs like to put both of these guys enough to give potentially yeah, yeah. to give them training camp minutes and looks and ice and Maybe preseason games, probably preseason games. Uh, so they they obviously have enough of a good feeling between the scouting and the the analytics stuff that they want these guys to potentially be part of it. But they need to see something first before they make the commitment. But and the Johnson one made sense because defensively they're just so shallow. Yeah, they needed a body. Now, I think a lot of people would have preferred it not be Jack Johnson. Sure, that's a different conversation. I mean, I mean, isn't like Jason Demers still out there, like hanging there, around? I mean, you could. Uh, I think you could have done better than Jack Johnson. We'll put it that way. And and like there were things we we dug into Jack Johnson there, and you asked me, "Is there anything that you feel good about?" And it was yeah. like, eh. <laughs> He won't hurt you too much, probably. <laughs> yeah, but 
it was it was funny because like the the anger about the Jack Johnson PTO didn't match what Jack Johnson the player was last year. Yeah. And then the Anisimov one has mostly been positively received. Yep. But I think as we're about to dive we're getting into, into yeah. the players washed. Anisimov's not any good anymore. And really just hasn't hasn't been a, what you would consider a, a valuable NHL player yeah. for a few years now. Well, I mean, we can bring up his his war card here, but I think uh, some people get a little bit fooled by his production numbers. Yeah. Because you saw last year he had nine points in 19 games, and it just, he, despite the production, he's just not, been a very effective NHL player. Yeah, and there's been a lot of like, well, he scored 15 goals in 49 games two years ago. Yeah. Two and, ago. okay, like, some bad, you know, some bad Ottawa teams. You look at you look at those, those lines right there. What's the one thing two years ago that was really, really high? It was his finishing. Yep. So, bad, okay, knowing that goal scoring can be a little bit random here and there. You go and you is that you really repeatable? At, yeah. You look at his career and you say, okay, well, his shooting percentages throughout his career have been insane. Yeah. They have been all over the board. Yep. You have incredibly no incredibly inconsistent. Two years ago he had 20 points in 49 games on 15 goals and five assists. And he shot 17%. Now, 17% is really, really high, but across his entire NHL career, almost 800 games, he's shot 13%. Yep. So it's it's not like... (laughs) Must be new. (laughs) I am. Yeah. He's very much sitting on the floor (laughs) in front of his couch. Uh, it's not. It's not like Anisimov is a bad shooter who had one fluky season. He's had. He's had several seasons with very high shooting percentages, including one over twenty. It's it's wildly inconsistent though, too, because he's had multiple seasons under ten as well. Yep. So, I don't. What's the view from the floor look like, Evan? I, uh, are well, you higher on this than we are? Or? No. I mean, the thing is. Yeah, I mean, that, there's a reason why these guys are PTOs at this point in their career. Like, somebody mentioned he might not even pass his physical. That's always a possibility. We saw Yuri Tulusti yeah. was that two or three years ago. So, mm-hmm. um, the same is true of Jack Johnson, by the way. Yeah. So, the one thing, and this is maybe a cynical view of everything, is that with these PTOs, we're now back to a full preseason schedule, and you have to dress a certain amount of veterans in these games. And, PTOs do check getting that box. a free veteran yeah. that's played in a certain amount of NHL games. You, you say, okay, we'll give you a look, and you also don't have to play your, you know, your NHL guys in these meaningless preseason games. So, um, yeah, it's bad players or bad teams have to score too, and that's why guys like Anisimov score playing on really bad teams. It's he's not the player he once was, and that's just the reality of the situation. But there's no harm in just giving him a PTO, and that's the the fun of training camp is we'll, we'll see if he's got anything left and maybe being in a better environment brings out something in the guy. You just never know, but 
I don't have super high hopes. The 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 follow up question uh, about Anisimov is okay. Let's just assume he gets signed. All right, and we're talking about oh he's gonna he's going to you know maybe maybe being in the better environment he Purdue. Okay, well where does he play? Yeah, that's my big concern too. What's what's the role that you're going to give him because he's been he's been a guy who's taken a lot of faceoffs in his career. Yep. And he's not uh, super good at it. <laughs> just a shade on he's taken he's taken 7500 faceoffs in his career. And he's a 46% <laughs> faceoff guy. So don't play him at center. Yeah, I don't okay. want him at center. I, my my bigger problem on his faceoffs at center is the dude doesn't drive play at all anymore in his career. Right, but I'm saying, I mean, we're I'm I'm only starting with this because sure. it's like you can knock that. Okay, bam! You're you're trying Can't to replace offs. Yeah, right. You're trying to replace like Belmar, right? Yeah. Okay. Your your fourth line. You want it to be Logan O'Connor on the right and Darren Helm on the left. Kind of like walking in, like roughly. That's what you're thinking is is ideal, but that's that's likely, right? But who's going to be the guy in the middle? Who's going to be the guy that takes that face off and replaces what Belmar did in the dot, which is the one thing he did well last year, pretty consistently. Yeah. This isn't the guy for that. Yeah. This is not the answer. And he's so, so erase that. He's not going to be your four C. And if he is, he's a four C that gets his ass kicked in the face off circle. That's not great. Um, You can live with it when it's Nathan McKinnon and you're absolutely hoping that it gets better with Tyson Jost. Yeah. Well, just him being a younger guy who hasn't dude, done it also much. Effective players in other areas. To to Kenneth's question here, they essentially did do this with Andreas Wingerly. It's not yeah. a PPO, but you. It's really really hard to get a guy to come over for from a European league, and because the Without European a guaranteed contract, European started, leagues are already starting. Yeah, so it's really hard to get a guy to come across from from Europe and say. We'll give you a PTO and then release you four games into the preseason. And then the entire hockey world has started and that guy doesn't have a job. Yeah. So why not a PTO from a Euro league? That's why, because it's a bad business for those cats. So you have to give a contract to those guys. And that's what Wingerly is. Yep. Now Wingerly, we're not expecting to really be in competition for a center job, but that's kind of the use of the contract that they gave him. So they did that. Yep. In uh, effect, they did that. Back to Anisimov. Yeah. This is the where does he play question. We've essentially eliminated him as a center at this point. So he's got to uh, play wing. So he's playing wing. He plays left wing. And personally, I am terrified that the Avs see this guy as a potential option on the second line left wing. Okay. So left wing, there's two guys that I think you have locked in on the left side to start the season. Landis Cog and Natushkin. Yeah, those those are easy. But there's right. still a bit of a hole at two left wing there. Well, and then you have to consider Alex Newhook is somewhere, somewhere in the picture. Yeah. In this conversation, as is a guy like Whether, Darren Helm. Yeah. So Darren, because Darren Helm, look, Darren Helm's gonna be on the NHL roster. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. That guy's not going to the Eagles. And so he's in this mix somewhere, and he's very likely not just gonna be healthy scratch. And we've talked about this before. We expect somewhat of a rotation in that second line left wing spot, but I 
I I'm scared that the Evs think they could YOLO someone like an AC mob into that spot and from what I've looked at, I don't think it would work at all. I I have a hard time believing that they're gonna look at his two goals performance last year and think, let's put this guy next to Kadri and Burkowski and we're gonna the get the thing something is out of like them. I think it's easy for people to overlook that because he only played 19 games. It was coming off of injury, and you look a year before that and there's the 15 goals, right? Sure, but they've and and like they've got years of scouting reports on this cat. Yeah. Like years. They're they know already what more or less what this guy is and is not. And back in his prime, he was good for 20 goals a season. And he was he was a very good shooter. Not no mo though. But how much of the and I think this is where the PTO part of this comes into this. How much of injuries taken away from him? How healthy is he? What what caliber of athlete is he at this point in his career? Because if he can't get around the ice, it's not going to really matter what kind of shooter he is. Yep. You know, we saw we saw. Obviously, he was a few years older, but late late career Jerome McGinley. The legs went. Wasn't an effective he, NHL player. He got anymore. by as a turret for a year, and then it, yeah. the bottom kind of fell out. Yeah. And. With Anisimov, you know, he's he hasn't played a ton of hockey in the last couple of years. You know, the year before the the his, the the 15 goal season that we're talking about, he only played 49 games. Yep. You know, now that was over half of the Sens games that year, but he still missed a lot of those games. Time, yeah. You're you're talking about he just has not played, you know, 68 games played across two seasons. So uh, health is a concern here. He's not a super effective player. Um, he's he doesn't he's not a faceoff guy. Uh, yeah, here if we could pull up the the five v five in his career, because we're gonna see we're gonna see the heat maps and his underlyings. He's been a defensive sieve for the last six seasons. Yeah, something happened in 2014, and the defense in his game just absolutely dropped out. That was when he got to Chicago. Chicago, right? But. And so he gets to Chicago and Ottawa and defensively he's awful. And offensively he's not driving play. The the frustration that you have with a guy like JT Comfer is that he doesn't drive play, but his defense doesn't look anything like that. It's the exact opposite of that. Yep. It's and that one of the biggest concerns for me is you look at those, that 15, 16, 16, 17 offensive season when he was, at his best producing offense. And you look at those expected goal four numbers and you're like, boy, it sure feels like he was riding the success of his line mates offensively. He, so those two years are also the two years in which he averaged the most ice time. Yep. They're the only years in his entire career where he's averaged more than 17 minutes. And it was 1805 and 1751. Those two years. I, I want to keep reading into this. I want to get Evan's opinion too, but we do need to make sure that everyone in the chat is taking care of their family jewels. So head on over to Manscaped, get your 20% off with code DNVR on the perfect package 4.0. You can get the lawnmower. You can get all of their other products as well. It's not just for men, ladies, they got stuff for you too, whether it be breath mints, other, uh, you can get the leg shavers, uh, I guess regular razors. That's what you call those. Good job, Rudo. Uh, 
a whole bunch of other products as well to make sure you're keeping it all put together and looking good. So jump on it today. Check out Manscaped. Get the good 20% off and free shipping with the DNVR code. And then hit up Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in business for a long time. And look, trust me, it's uh, it's sometimes rough sledding trying to find a house to buy here in Colorado. So they can help you out with that. Mike is a certified financial planner. So not only will they find you a great rate on a home loan, but they'll find one that fits with your entire financial picture. So hit them up today. You can go to dnvrmortgage.com and get yourself a free consultation as well as a chance to win some free DNVR merch as well. Or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NML. S one nine three one zero zero six Virginia Chevalier one nine one zero six three one. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Evan, can you can you assuage my fears a little bit here? Do you think the Avs see Anisimov as a bottom six guy a little bit more than I do? Uh, I have a hard time thinking that an organization that's made such smart decisions over the last handful of years is targeting a PTO guy to be their second line left wing. It just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, I think this is more just, you know, we, we might be looking at playing a lot of young guys. Let's bring in a veteran and see if maybe there's a fit. Uh, and maybe if we can just, you know, we're, we're expected to, you know, be in the running to win the Stanley cup again. We, do we want to run with these young guys? Are they better options or is this veteran somebody that can help us? That's really all I see from this. I'm, I'm not reading too much into it. I just, especially I'm not expecting this guy to suddenly be on the second line left wing to start the year. I think this is more just let's take a look at him and see if he can provide anything in the bottom six. All right. So then to jump back to the conversation that we were just having, he's a weird fit for the Avalanche's bottom six, right? You look at the Nachushkin and Jost combo. He, Anisimov doesn't make a ton of sense with them. One, because Nuke's a left wing. And so I believe Anisimov plays on the left as well. But he doesn't drive play, so he's not going to help them offensively. And he's a disaster defensively. So he just doesn't make a ton of sense on that line. He can't take face-offs to be your 4C. And you're also going to get into a conversation of if you're talking about him as a potential fourth liner, well, you have Helm, you have Maltsev, you have potentially Wingerly, you have Martin Kaut, you have, uh, oh, what's his name? The the AHL guy with like 50 NHL games as well. Which one? Yeah, right. My point <laughs> Cause exactly. Because there's, there's, yeah. there's Mateau, there's Sakura, there's... Mateau is the one I was thinking Magno. of. Magno. as well. So my point is... Pick, pick a bet. He very quickly becomes a jag in a sea of jags if you're talking <laughs> about him on a fourth line, right? Yeah. Yeah. My really the only thing that comes to mind is, you know, Bettner never seemed to, like they played Jost at center. Bettner never seemed like fully committed that Jost was a long term center. And when I asked him a couple times last year, he was always like, oh, you know, he's adjusting great. He's try- learning on the fly. And that's that would really be my only concern is that they're like, hey, maybe this guy could be the 3C. He's asking a lot of questions. He's doing his homework. He's really trying to improve at the position. Yeah. And the rest of us are like, bro, he's the guy. Yep. <laughs> so I don't think they have anything pegged for the top, top six. But that would really be my only thing is they're like, 
you know, is this guy a better option at center than Jost? I don't think so, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, depending on who you ask, Scott, McKinnon's production is far exceeding his analytic numbers. But at the end of the day, if you produce, you produce. That's not nothing. Like, to give Anisimov credit, the goal of hockey is to score. Yeah. And he's a he's been a good shooter in his career. Yeah. And that's where that's where if you were buying in on the upside, it's that Artem Anisimov is a career 13% shooter. Yep. And if you if you take out the first two years of his career, it's 14%. So the dude, the dude has been all for a long time now. He's been able to shoot the puck past a goaltender, which is really, really hard to do. You could get all the play drivers in the world. If you have 12 Val Nachushkins, you're still going to struggle to score because he's got stone hands. Yep. So, you know, you need guys like Anisimov scattered and out throughout your lineup that can just score goals. Now, in Colorado, you have an entire top line that could do it. You have both Kadri and Burakovsky that can do it. And then you start to get into question marks beyond that. Historically, Comfer has been able to do it. Last year being obviously a no doubt about it career worst yeah. season for him. Yeah. Even even though I think his I think his shooting percentage actually ended up like 20%. But, but he only took like 30 shots or something. <laughs> yeah, he had he had 47 shots on goal last year yeah. in in 48 games. So there were a lot of issues with JT last year, but that's a guy that's always been able to give you some goals here. Nachushkin in his 2 years in Colorado has been able to give you a couple of goals. It's always been a frustration with Jost. You know, with with Jost, it's always it's always been hard to 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 get that out of him. And then any any fourth line player ever. There's a reason they're on the fourth line. Yeah, yeah. and you're you're hoping. Look, Maltsev is a guy that we haven't really gotten too much into because we're all kind of just waiting to put eyes on the dude. Yep. Um, but they they specifically targeted him in a deal. Like they had multiple second round pick offers from for Ryan Graves. They picked the Devils in part because of what they saw in Maltsev, who on paper had an impressive uh not impressive, but a promising season last year in terms of scoring goals. Now but you actually watch the goals go in and you're like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you and I went back and looked through them and we're like this is a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So there's still everything for that guy to prove. But that's where that's where you know Anisimov's going to have a leg up on a Darren Helm, on a Tyson Jost, probably even on a Val Nachushkin. Um, hell, you could even say on a on a JT Comfer. He's a better shooter than all those guys. He can score goals. And if the other guys are driving play, I mean, if if not worrying about position, but if just in purely in theory you have two guys in Justin Nachushkin that can push help the, puck the right direction, help him defensively, help yep. keep him from getting his ass kicked on defense. And they end up in the offensive zone a lot. That's a guy that can at least finish. Yep. And that's, that's the appeal. The downside is, is the, you know, he's also, he's also big. Yes. He's, he's six, four. He's a six foot four, 210 pound dude. 
that can that can if he can move he's got he's got appeal in that regard not that he uses his size in a way that we would consider effective no. uh what with him having 15 hits across <laughs> the last two seasons <laughs> but he's a bigger guy and i guess if you know the size police might like that part but he's not it, He's he's if you're trying to find positives, he brings he brings a little extra size. He brings goal scoring. Um, he could help them in a bottom six role if he's healthy, if he can move, and if he can be kind of protected a little bit. Yeah, the guy who fit the best with Justin Donskoy or Jostin Nachushkin last year was Donskoy, and that's a high-percentage scorer that they did lose this summer. So maybe that's just – they're like, hey, maybe this guy can just be that finisher on that line because they're going to do what they do. Jostin Nachushkin were kind of money it, together for the most part. Yeah. But they're we, just not we've, finish- we've assumed they were just going to keep them together because they were so good together, but it is an open-ended uh, question. I mean, it does make sense with Anisimov in that regard, too. Anisimov, it's hard to sell him on the fourth line because you look at it as underlyings, and while he's producing, he gets caved absolutely every night on the possession metrics. In, in Ottawa, it was really, really bad. His expected goals for versus against was like almost a whole goal against more than his four. So he needs the help from his teammates to, to control the defensive end at worst and help drive play offensively at best. Um, I, I did want to touch on Colin's question about, do you think teams do the PTOs as favor to agents? No, not unless they see a legitimate chance for that guy to make no. that lineup. They have, they have too many things that they have to worry about. Most of these teams are trying to win Stanley cups They've got their own goals. Um, they've got their own roster issues that they need to sort through. They're not going to just do a, a super solid for uh, an, an agent like that. It's an agent is not going to suddenly give up 500 K on a, on a star player's next contract because they might have given that guy a PTO that led to a deal. That's, that's just not the way that that business works. Yep. So, um, no, we can we can bin that that one right yeah. off the top. Um, it's a fun conspiracy, though. Like <laughs> you could start to build. You know, you you get the always sunny conspiracy board picture. Um, if you start building from there with stuff like that, yeah, they start putting up Columbus logos all over yeah. the board. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, this is another Columbus guy. Uh. We do have a busy day, obviously, going on behind the scenes with with PHNX launching. So we're trying to get out of here pretty quick. But first, Evan, you've been going to the captain's practices for Colorado down at Family Sports Center. Uh, you got you got some interesting little details for us so far. Uh, I mean, there's always so much you can really take from sure. these. A lot of the big guys aren't here. Um, I think Maltz have literally showed up today because halfway through the session, he just wandered onto the ice. So a lot of these guys are still coming in. Um, really, the big ones would be Eric Johnson's out there. looks pretty good. Um, I don't, because he's played so little hockey in like the last two years, I don't remember if he wore a tinted visor or not, but he's been wearing one, it looks like. He didn't, yeah. Um, and then the other big one, which is huge, is Pavel Francouz is out there. And 
looks good and <laughs> that that picture you had of Kemper and Francois behind the net together, I cackled at that. <laughs> Because I was just like, Darcy Kemper is so big. Yeah, he's even a big in boy. even in that gigantic goaltender gear, you can just see the size difference Towers between those two. Him, yeah, <laughs> and it was like, I, is Darcy about to take Frankie's lunch money? Like, is he about to bully <laughs> this dude? He's so much bigger. Um, I honestly, yeah, I couldn't tell that. Um, I'm. Once again, we've talked about it before. The ass need to put numbers yeah, on these freaking jerseys. On the practice jerseys. It's hard man. enough yeah. to like. There was so when I was there yesterday, I was like, "Who the hell is forty three? And I, I was like, "Is that a rookie? He looks like he's forty years old." And then I get home, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Darren Hill. He's here." <laughs> I forgot that they signed that guy. So it's just tough to tell, especially with the goalies. Like I, I stared at Kemper for like thirty minutes because there was five goalies on the ice in the practice yesterday, and I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's him." But, um, yeah, I mean, there's just not a ton right now. I'm surprised Byram's not here yet with rookie camp starting on or development camp Sunday. But it's a lot of young guys out there. Donskoy's still chilling here. He must not have been sent any Seattle gear because he's rocking all his abs gear. Um, yeah, Ian yeah. Cole's there, right, with his – Mixed yeah, match. Yeah. People are all about that. Like <laughs> I love I love that tweet and I love that people from Minnesota were like, that happens all the time up here. Like well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, more guys. I'm sure by the time dev camp starts, usually on the other side of the ice is when the NHL guys are screwing around and you get the guys that are like, Well, I kinda wanna go watch what the NHL guys are doing. So more guys will start trickling in, but those are the big ones. Joe Gerard looks good. I think people hopefully are going to remember. Oh yeah, Gerard's good after an entire off season of just trashing the guy of hyperbole and nonsense. Yeah, but Eric Johnson looks good. That would be the one thing. And you know, obviously they need him to be healthy. And McDermott's out there, but there's not much to say about the guy. And then he's a big old boy. Another dude in the sea of bodies. In the bottom six for the Avs, possibly. But exactly. But, uh, I don't even know how they're going to try and sort all this out. Yeah, it's I don't know. I there are so many guys now that I don't know how, how they. How do you even get looks at all of them? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you give them opportunities to 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 prove something? You know, how does a guy climb a depth chart at this point when there are twelve guys in the mix? How does the twelfth guy become the sixth guy, and yeah. then become the third guy? Like, how does is is it realistic? I guess this is a question for Jared Bednar whenever we get a presser. But I'm uh, another What's the there. Yeah, yeah. Like the Jack Johnson PTO was only frustrating because it was Jack Johnson specifically. Yep. But at least on defense, the numbers game made sense. At forward, like we were expecting them to do something at forward just because there are obvious holes in the lineup. But a guy like this is just like more of the same. Yep. Why? Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what you hope is that you get to training camp, you get to preseason, and they realize, you know, he's not any better than some of these young guys that we could be playing. So, what's the point? Yeah, um, yeah I, for sure. The other thing I'll say is Martin Kaut has been here for a couple weeks and he's been out there consistently. I don't know if that, you know, 
it's you, you want to do anything you can to impress the veterans on the team, like an Eric Johnson who's been out there for the work in. Yeah. So well, and you straight line if you know if if you don't think that the coaching staff doesn't at least see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Take Sean, note of it. Sean Allard, Allard, Allard is out there, so there are some coaches. I don't know if that's allowed. I probably maybe I shouldn't. I'm pretty that. sure it's not, but they do it every year. So. I was gonna yeah. say this is the same team that blatantly broke the veteran rules in a preseason game <laughs> a few years ago. Three veterans and you're supposed to have six. And, and like, when, yeah. I, when I asked them about it, the entire organization collectively went, do something. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, okay. I, I guess that's not something I'll ever talk about again. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But should be interesting. Rookie development camp coming up starting this sunday we will be there we will have yep. twitter wall-to-wall coverage probably some videos and, and pieces as well and then yeah just a quick expectation um we, we will pod on sunday because we'll all be there yep we'll pod on monday and we'll pod on tuesday probably in the evenings because of how the schedule is set up um wednesday i am driving down to phoenix and because of the Sunday and Saturday shows probably just next week. Skip a skip a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, probably we'll just not do one on Wednesday. And then there will be games. They have games Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, I believe. And hold on, no, it's they have because there's one day that they take off, and I their first Saturday, their yeah. last game is their last game is Monday morning at 10 a.m. Because I go to that game and then I immediately come back to Denver. Oh, there you go. So let here. Oh, it's Friday, so Saturday, it's, Friday, yeah. Sunday, Monday. I yeah, think. yeah. I think it's that. Yeah, it is. Friday it's, against LA in the evening. Sunday against Anaheim in the evening. And yeah, then and then Jose Monday morning. Monday morning. Yep. So, um, and I am hoping this has not been guaranteed or anything, but I am hoping to get some one-on-ones with players, um, that we can put on pods and stuff. Yep, that'd be sick. So the drive is about sixteen hours. Someone so, asked. Someone asked about training camp dates. Nothing official has come up, but if they follow the same routine they have the last several years, I think media day is like two weeks from today. It'll well, be they gave us quickly after the rookie stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we have the schedule for all of the rookie stuff. Yeah, goes through like the twentieth. Yeah, the rookie tournament is ends on the twentieth, and then they come back. It's probably like a week ish or so, and then it's go. Yeah, so that mo- so that Monday, uh, and then they usually will have a day off, and then I would think that Wednesday or Thursday is media day, and then we will roll right into training camp that weekend. Yep, the twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth. So there you go. It's yeah. uh it's go time in, in Avalanche Hockey Land. Finally back to some actual proper on ice things happening. I'm looking forward to it. I yep. hope y'all are too, especially you, chat. Uh we're gonna get out of here for the day. Uh thank you everyone for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate you. Uh like we said, we'll be back tomorrow doing something or other and then you'll hear from us this weekend with all the rookie stuff so hope to see you then we will talk to you all later